0: So I want to read this uh, first in English and then in Spanish, Voy a leer primero en. Inglés, después en español. Let's tune our ears and our hearts to the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. las buenas noticias del Señor Jesús. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. Habiendo reunido a los doce, Jesús les dio poder y autoridad para expulsar a todos los demonios y para sanar enfermedades. Entonces los envió a predicar el reino de Dios y a sanar a los enfermos. «No lleven nada para el camino, ni bastón, ni bolsa, ni pan, ni dinero, ni dos mudas de ropa», les dijo. «En cualquier casa que entren, quédense allí hasta que salgan del pueblo. Si no los reciben bien al salir de ese pueblo, sacúdanse el polvo de los pies como un testimonio contra sus habitantes». Así que partieron y fueron por todas partes de pueblo en pueblo, pueblo, predicando el Evangelio y sanando a la gente. So, it starts very slow and and soft and gentle and easy. La música comienza de forma muy suave y lenta. Kind of like this. Okay, get the idea. For about ten minutes. Okay, there's ten minutes of that, and it's almost like the uh, the soft breezy background music of some old black and white movie that you're watching. Okay, it's como la música suave de una del trasfondo de una película vieja. Ten minutes, ten minutes of that. But then, around minute thirteen things start to pick up. Se acelera la cosa en el minuto trece. The, the music grows louder, and it grows stronger, and the tempo begins to pick up. La música empieza a, a, a acelerar. And, and pretty soon, everything just explodes. Todo explota. And literally, there are cannons going off, and there are church bells ringing, and fireworks shooting into the air. Hay cañones, disparos de, de fuegos artificiales, hasta campanas de iglesia. Okay, you got the picture? If you don't, I'd like to illustrate it. And this is where I need the boys and girls to help me uh, if there are any children left in here because this is the part where you adults are going to be a little bit, you know, on the inhibited side. So here's the thing. No, you guys. You guys are going to be the canons, okay? When I point to you, I want you to go boom. All right, so ready? Boom. Got it. All right, so you guys are the church bells. All right? Ustedes son las campanas de iglesia. I point to you and you're going to go clang, clang, clang. Right? Yeah. Got it. All right. You are the fireworks. Los fuegos artificiales. I'm going to point to you and you're going to go shh, sh- 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 like that. Okay? Try it. Yeah, you've got to have the hand motion going. Okay? No, no, yeah, you got to use the hands. All right, so you ready? So it goes something like this. Da 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 ta da ta ta da da ta da Da, 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 everybody gather. La, <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who knows what we've just done? That's called the 1812 Overture. Have you ever heard of it before? The 1812 Overture, La Overtura 1812. And actually, if you see the, the little thing there, the sheet music actually calls for real cannons, real fireworks, and real church bells. They're part of the orchestra. Okay? Hay verdad. de verdad, a fuegos artificiales y campanas de iglesia de verdad. Let me catch my breath. You're wondering why did Pastor Russ just make such a big fool of himself? Why did we do something so ridiculous? Por que algo tan ridículo? What's this? As we look at Luke chapters nine and 10 today, if we pay attention, I believe that we can hear the boom, boom, boom of a cannon going off. The ringing of bells. The shooting of fireworks. Podemos escuchar aquí Lucas 9 disparos de cañones. There's a truth that keeps coming out of these two chapters and it's strong and it gets louder and it rings in our ears. Hay una verdad que resuena en nuestros oídos. And it starts where we just uh, began with our reading. In chapter 9. Jesus sends out his 12 disciples his apostles or sent ones on a mission Jesus los en una misión and he gives them power and authority it says power and authority to drive out demons to preach the kingdom of God to heal the sick les da poder y para expulsar demonios y predicar el reino de Dios y sanar los enfermos and then in chapter 9 verse 3 he says something really important. He says, Take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. No lleve nada para camino, ni bastón, ni bolsa, ni pan, ni dinero, ni dos mudas de ropa. Take nothing. He sends them out with nothing, nothing. But my message, nothing but my power and authority. Go out with nothing but what I give you. No vayan con nada menos mi autoridad, mi poder, mi presencia, mi mensaje. So they go out with nothing. And they preach the good news, it says. They heal people everywhere. Predican las buenas noticias y sanan a todos, de todas partes. And they're going out with nothing but Jesus. Van con nada menos Jesús. And then they come back, regresan, and Jesus takes them away to get some rest. He takes them to a solitary place, les lleva a un lugar solitario. But the people find out, they all crowd around, they want more of Jesus. They want to hear his teaching. Las multitudes quieren escuchar su enseñanza. So he teaches the people all day long, thousands of people, enseña a las multitudes. And at the end of the day, the disciples say to Jesus, hey, it's time to send these people home. Let them go home so they can get something to eat. Envía hasta este pueblo, dice los discípulos, para que vayan a comer. And Jesus turns to the disciples and says, You give them something to eat. Ustedes denles algo de comer. But what do the disciples have? Nothing. They have nothing. No tienen nada. Oh yeah, they have five loaves, two fish, but before thousands of people, what is that? That's nothing. No es nada ante esta multitud. They have nothing but Jesus. Tenga Jesus. And again, what do you see? That nothing plus Jesus is everything. So he takes the five loaves, the two fish, he breaks them, he blesses them, he spreads them, he extends them, and he gives everybody what they need. He fills everyone. 5000 men plus women and children él bendice reparte pan para dar de comer a más mujeres y niños. He feeds the multitudes with nothing. But his power and then in chapter 9, verse 20, he gets into a conversation with the disciples and he says, who do people say I am? ¿Quién la gente que soy yo? Pregunta Jesús a los discípulos. And they say, well, people say everything. They say you're John the Baptist. They say you're Elijah. They say you're some sort of prophet of, of another type. Dicen que eres Elias Juan, bautista, otro profeta. But Jesus says, what about you? Who do you say I am? ¿Quién dicen ustedes que soy yo? And Peter steps up to the plate, knocks it out of the park. He says, you're the Christ of God. You're the Messiah, the chosen one. You are the one and only designated deliverer of God's people, Israel. Tú eres el Mesías, el único libertador de Israel, and there's no one else but you. No one but you. No hay nadie más menos que tú. And so Jesus says in chapter 9, verse 23, if you're going to follow me then as the one and only, if I'm going to be the one and only in your life, you need to be willing to give up everything, including your whole life, your whole self. Tienes que entregar todo, hasta tu propia vida. You see, if you try to save yourself, and if you try to save everything around you, you're going to lose it all. Si intentas salvar tu vida, la vas a perder. What good is it to end up with everything in the world and end up with nothing, Really? Qué bueno es tener todo y sin embargo nada. You see, you need to have nothing but me. Nada menos yo necesita. Can you begin to hear it? It's like a cannon going off. Nothing but one thing. Nothing but one thing. Nada menos una cosa. Jesus says to those twelve, You know, there's some of you here who will not die before you see the kingdom of God. Algunos no van a morir, antes ver el reino de Dios. And then immediately in chapter 9, verse 28, he takes some of them, three of them: Peter, James, John, leads them up to a high mountain, lleva Pedro Juan y una Montaña, and there they see the kingdom of God like never before. Jesus appears in this resplendent light, and beside him all of a sudden are the two Of the greatest figures of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah make a cameo appearance right next to Jesus. Moisés y Elias se aparecen junto a Jesús. And there they are, the representative of the Old Testament law. Moses, the representative of the Old Testament prophets. Elijah, Moisés, representante de la ley. Moisés, digo Elias, de los profetas. And they're talking about Jesus' departure. Hablan de su salida, literally it says they're talking about his Exodus that he's gonna perform in Jerusalem. Exodus? Yeah. Moses knows about exoduses. He led the people out of slavery in Egypt, but Jesus is going to Jerusalem to lead the people out of slavery from sin. Les va a un sobre el un and Peter thinks this is great. This is such a vision. If we've got these two witnesses. Moses and Elijah, and if we've got Jesus. We've got everything we need for the kingdom of God to come on earth. Hey, let's get some housing set up for Moses and Elijah so that they have a place to stay while they're with us. Vamos a poner casas para Moisés y Elias para que el reino de Dios venga. And then God the Father steps in and speaks out of the cloud and says, No, you don't understand. This one, this one in the middle is the one. This is my chosen one. This is my son. Listen to him, him alone. Escuchen a este en el medio, mi hijo, mi amado, es el único. And when Peter, James, and John look up from that light, they see no one. No one but one. They see only Jesus. ¿Ven a nadie menos uno? Jesús. Why? Why? because you see Jesus is all you need. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets. Él es el cumplimiento de los profetas y la ley. And everything's wrapped up in him. He's the designated one. Oh, how quickly the disciples forget that. Se les olvida a los discípulos que él es el único. They come down from the mountain, and the other disciples are having a bit of a problem, a dilemma. They're trying to do what they were doing before. They're trying to cast a demon out of a little boy. intentando demonio de un muchacho. They did it before. Why isn't it working this time? In chapter 9, verse 40, the father of the boy explains what's going on. He says, I begged your disciples, Jesus, to drive this demon out, but they could not. Ya les rogué a tus discípulos que les pero no pudieron, dice el padre del niño. Yeah, there's the problem. The disciples are trying to drive out the demon. Los discípulos quieren expulsar. But Jesus never said, you go out and drive them out. There's only one. There's one who can kick out demons. There's only one who has that kind of power. Only one has that kind of authority. Solo uno tiene ese poder, esa autoridad. It's Jesus and no one else. No one else but him. And so Jesus steps in and he does the job. He takes care of the problem. He sends the demon packing. Jesus interviene y demonio. And then we come to chapter 9, verse 51, which I want you to, if you want to mark that, that is a key turning point in the Gospel of Luke, a very key point. 9.51 es un punto clave en Lucas Everything up to this point of Jesus' ministry, as I said a couple weeks ago, it's been taking place in the northern part of Israel, north of, Ge- of uh, Jerusalem, in the region of Galilee, about 80 miles to the north. Todo ministerio de Jesús ha tomado lugar en Galilea al norte, unos 100 kilómetros. That's where they're at. But now the direction is going to start to change. 9.51, as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, como se acercaba el tiempo de que fuera llevado al cielo, Jesús se hizo el firme propósito de ir a Jerusalén it's time for the exodus we were talking about earlier, and Jesus makes a pivot Jesús cambia de dirección, and now everything in Luke is going to be pointing in that one direction Jesus is resolutely setting out for nothing but one thing to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross, to rise from the dead, to go to heaven, to take people in his wake. That's his plan. Está fijado nada menos una cosa, la cruz, la resurrección y su plan para librar a los pecadores. From this point on, we're going to see it in the next few weeks, the music. This is like that place in the 1812 Overture where the music's going to start picking up. It's going to start getting faster. It's going to start getting louder. The music's going to start getting hotter. Todo se pone aquí más rápido, más caliente. And speaking of hotter, immediately Jesus and the disciples try to go to Jerusalem through a town in a region called Samaria. Intenta pasar por un pueblo en Samaria. Samaria is not exactly a part of the Jewish people, but the people there don't want Jesus. They don't want him to come through. No quieren que Jesús pase por allí. And that's when James and John decide to haul out the big guns. They want to be the big shots. Jacob y Juan quieren disparar cañones. They say, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy these stupid people that won't receive you? ¿Quieres que hagamos caer fuego del cielo, Señor, para destruir a este pueblo? I didn't know these guys could do that. But evidently they thought they could. And Jesus rebukes them. reprende Jesús. They don't understand. Jesus is after nothing but one thing. He has not come to destroy. He is coming to save. Jesús está buscando nada menos una cosa. No destruir, sino salvar. Again, people just don't seem to get what Jesus is about. No comprenden a Jesús. In fact, there are those who want to have their cake, the good things of this life, and Jesus too. Hay los que quieren los lujos de la vida de Jesús también. One man comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, I'll, I'll follow you wherever you go, but first, I want to give dad a really good funeral. Te sigo, pero primero quiero enterrar a mi padre, dice. Others come to Jesus and say, Jesus will follow you, But first, let me go say goodbye to my family, all my awesome cousins and nephews and nieces. I want to say goodbye. Te sigo, Jesus, pero primero quiero despedirme de mis primos, mis familiares. I'll follow you, Jesus, but first. But first? But first? When you're following Jesus, there's nothing that's first but him. No hay nada que es primero menos Jesús. Jesus says, if you're going to plow ahead with me and put your hand to the plow, go straight ahead, don't look back and say, but first. Si vas conmigo, tienes que hacer un surco recto en el arado y no mirar hacia atrás. So the message here is coming out. Consistently, it's ringing out in our ears like church bells and cannons and fireworks going off. Nothing but one thing, nothing but one thing. Nada menos una cosa, nada menos una cosa, nothing but Jesus. Nada menos Jesús. Luke's keeping it real with us here, he's keeping it real. This is a point where we need to understand what's going on here, that that he's talking about life and he's talking about death because Jesus is going to death. And we need to understand in our own way that living and dying is hard stuff, isn't it? How many of you would want to say life is easy? I don't see any hands. How many would want to say death is a piece of cake? Living, dying, not easy stuff, right? El vivir, el morir, no no son nada fáciles. Living and dying is hard. But our true comfort in living and dying, our true freedom in living and dying, can only come from nothing but one thing. Jesus Christ. Amen. El consuelo y la verdad en vivir y morir solo vienen de una cosa, el Señor Jesús. That's what Luke wants us to know. And in chapter 10, we see this begin to be repeated again. It's almost like another cycle that gets ramped up. As Jesus, at the beginning of chapter 10, he sends out uh, uh, not just 12 Disciples. He sends out 72. Después envía a Jesús And they're going out to do the same mission, really, that the 12 did. Only this time it's grown. First time around, you could say there were six groups of two disciples going out. Antes había seis grupos de dos. Now, if you do the math, there are six times six groups of two. Ya hay seis por seis grupos de dos. It's 72. The ministry, the, ministry, uh, the mission of Jesus is... It's multiplying, it's amplifying. The cannon fire is growing louder. The ministerio se está amplificando, multiplicando. And again, what does Jesus do when he sends him out? He's basically saying, take nothing. No vayan con nada. Chapter 10, verse 4, capítulo 10, versículo 4. He says... This, he says, do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Don't take any of that stuff. Don't even say hi to anybody on the road. Get after it. No monedero ni bolsa ni sandalias. No, ni se saludar a nadie. What is he saying with that? In part, what he's saying is, if you're going to communicate my message, you don't have to be the richest. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be uh, the most successful. No tienes que ser ni el más rico, ni el más sabio, ni el más exitoso. In fact, chapter 10, verse 21, Jesus says, I thank God that's not the way it is. I thank you and praise you, Father. You've actually hidden what I'm doing from the wise and the learned and the successful of the world. Uh, te alabo, Padre, porque has escondido esas cosas de los sabios e instruidos. And you've chosen them to reveal these things to those that are like little children who have nothing. ¿Revelas esto a los que son como niños? See, the point is coming through loud and clear. Everything about God the Father is found in no one but one, in Jesus. Todo Dios y Padre está en Jesús. Chapter 10, verse 22, Jesus says as much. All things have been committed to me by my Father. Mi Padre me ha entregado todas las cosas. No one knows who the father is. No one knows who the father is except one, the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him. So it's not about being smart. Still, there are those who are going to try que intentan ser sabios. There comes a religious leader to Jesus with a, a question. What's the greatest commandment, Jesus? ¿Cuál un religioso a Jesús. And he says, well, it's love God with everything you've got. Love your neighbor as yourself. ama Dios con todo y a tu prójimo como ti mismo. And the man wants to justify himself. He wants to show that he's worthy of his religious standing. Quiere justificarse. And so he's, he goes on. He says, Jesus who exactly is my neighbor? Es mi prójimo? This is what religious types love to do. They love to look for loopholes and boundaries in their laws so that they can get around and, and make it easier to, to show how good they are. Esquivar los mandamientos así, poniendo normas así? And Jesus says, Well, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you a story. And the story is about a man who gets beaten and robbed on the road. Se trata un hombre golpeado o robado. And this man is helped not by the most religious ones, not by the most respected ones. He's helped by a hated and despised foreigner who comes and binds his wounds. And the point of Jesus' story is that who is my neighbor? is not the right question. He doesn't answer that question. Who's our neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. Anybody you're nearby, that's your neighbor. ¿Quién es mi prójimo? Cualquier persona. The real question is not, who is my neighbor? The real question is, what kind of neighbor are you going to be? What does a real neighbor look like? ¿Cómo se ve un prójimo de verdad? You know what a real neighbor looks like? It looks like, a despised foreigner who comes from a far country and gives everything he's got to save another person out of mercy. That's a real neighbor. Es un extranjero que viene lejos para salvar alguien con misericordia. Where are you going to find a neighbor like that? There's no one who's a neighbor like that except one. Jesus is like a neighbor. Who's come from a far, far country to give everything, to bind our wounds when we were at the side of the road, dead. Jesús es el extranjero que viene de un pais lejano para sanarnos las heridas. And so Jesus says, that's the kind of neighbor I hope you can be too. Go and do likewise. lo mismo. Be like the, the twelve, be like the seventy-two, go out. And be a neighbor with nothing but me. sean con nada menos que yo. You see, Luke is challenging us to recognize a couple things. He's challenging us to recognize our inability to hang on to anything in this life. Nothing will last. No podemos aferrarnos a nada en esta vida. Not status, not money, nothing. He's challenging us to let go of our ability to hang on to stuff and to really begin to trust in Jesus' ability to hang on to us. Él nos reta para que dejemos las cosas mundo para que Jesús tenga a nosotros en la mano. Every day, every day, we have a choice of how we're going to live. Will I live grabbing on and holding on to everything, or will I let go and be grabbed on to by no one else but Jesus? How am I going to live? Every day we have a choice. Tenemos elección de cómo vamos a vivir. Mary had a choice, Maria tenía elección. Jesus came to her house and visited, and she put herself at his feet. Maria estuvo a pies de Jesus. Martha was not happy at all with that choice. No le gustó la elección, Why? Well, not only did it appear that Mary was shirking her duties in the kitchen, not only did it appear that she had abandoned her sister, aparecía que había abandonado a su hermana. Bible scholars point out something else that we probably don't see, and that is that Mary was actually invading a space that was reserved for men. Only men sat at the feet of a teacher. Only men sat at the feet of a rabbi. Now, don't get me wrong. Mary wasn't being lazy. Mary wasn't being a political activist. Mary wasn't being a radical feminist. Mary was after nothing but one thing. Maria estaba buscando nada menos una cosa. In chapter 10, 41, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. You're trying to hang on to it all. Martha, está inquieta, preocupada por muchas cosas. One thing is necessary. Solo una cosa es necesaria. It's what Mary's chosen. She's chosen the better part. And when you have that one thing in your life, it can't be taken from you. Cuando tienes esa cosa en tu vida, nada te te la puede arrebatar. I think the point is clear, right? Nothing but one thing. Boom, right? Nothing but one thing. Boom. Nada menos una cosa. Bells and fireworks and boom, right? Nothing but Jesus. Nada menos Jesús. And so that's why we come here. Por eso estamos aquí. We come to the Lord's table this morning. What are we after here? What are we looking for? Are we looking for bread and, and juice? There's not enough here to really fill us, is there? No hay suficiente pan y jugo para llenarnos. We come here for nothing but one thing. And it is to embrace Jesus Christ as our true Bread as our true drink. Abrazamos a Jesús como nuestra verdadera alimentación espiritual. What we need most is his body and his blood given for us. Ocupamos su cuerpo y sangre entregados por nosotros. And so as you come this morning, I want to invite you to come with your your hands empty and your heart full of him. Venimos con las manos vacías y el corazón lleno de Él. We come here to be fed. But then, like the 12 and the 72, you see, we're sent out. Somos enviados también. And what are we sent with? We're sent with Jesus. Next Saturday, next Sunday, we're going to go out into our community. What are we going out with? Mattresses, blankets, baked goods. Vamos la semana que viene con colchones y y, y cosas horneadas, but none of that can change a life. What we really need to remember is that we're going to go out with nothing but one thing, the power, the authority, the presence of Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to be a part of that this next week, whether it's, you go, whether it's next week as you go out with the Love Your Neighbor Sunday or anywhere else you go this week and you say, what can I do? What can I bring? How can I contribute to this world? You have a lot if you have nothing but one thing, Jesus Christ in your life. Tienes mucho si tienes el Señor Jesucristo en tu vida. Is that enough for you? Es suficiente? It was for a man named Paul. Romans 8, 38. Romanos 8, 38. Listen to what he says here. He says, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any power, height or depth, nor anything else in all creation, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nada en toda la creación nos podrá apartar del amor de Dios en Cristo Jesús nuestro Señor. So we come to him. We come to him as the only one. Let's bow our heads and pray to him right now. Vamos a adorar al Señor. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the words of the inspired gospel writer Luke, for the message that is so simple and yet one that we can never completely understand because of its beauty and its, its power. Gracias por este mensaje poderoso, profundo de Lucas. Esas palabras tan lindas de tu palabra, Señor. And Lord, as we come to the table, I pray that every person that has trusted in you, that has turned away from an old life to embrace a new life, may come trusting in your provision. Que cada persona que confía en ti, Señor, venga a esta mesa confiando en tu provision. Help us, we pray, that as we break bread, as we share the cup, we would realize that Your presence is with us here and now by Your Spirit, and that is the one thing needed. Que podamos compartir con tu presencia por tu espíritu como la única cosa necesaria para nosotros. We ask this in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.